Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Podcast, equipping people to live successful Christian lives. Well, how many of you would say that God has blessed you? You could, you could just honestly say that God has blessed you. Amen. And that's a good thing. And I just want you to know that. But, um, and you say, hey, you know what? I'm living a pretty blessed life. Well, and how many of you would say, and you would just be really honest, that, and there's no shame in admitting it, how many of you would say, I would love to be even more blessed by God in every area of my life? How many of you would say that? Yeah, there's no shame in that, and there shouldn't be. And so I would love to be even more blessed. And I want to talk to you today about beyond blessed. What it means to live a life that is beyond blessed, because Scripture points out to us what that means. If you have your Bibles, Acts chapter 20, verses 35, it says this. These are the words of Jesus, and he actually said, it's more blessed to what? Give than it is to receive. Jesus said, if you want to be more blessed, it's actually more blessed to give than it is to receive. The challenge is today, so many people today think of being more blessed as getting more, just getting more. When in reality, there's really more to experience in a blessed life. And we must be generous, he says. And, And to be blessed, we'll do that as we continue to give more with all of our lives. And those of you that are believers, you understand if we can internalize this and get this, it can be unquestionably life-changing to realize that it's more blessed. Everyone say more blessed. blessed. Say it again, more more blessed. It's more blessed to do what? It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And there's a pathway to this that the Bible says. There's a pathway to living a beyond blessed life, and that is obedience is the path to blessing. Plain and simple. You know, Jesus doesn't make things hard for us. It's like obedience is the path to blessing. And so kind of you getting this today, the key thought for this message is, if you're taking notes, that we need to understand and embrace this biblical truth that the key to the blessed life is a heart of generosity. You will be beyond blessed when you become more generous. Look at God's word in Proverbs chapter 11 today, verses 24 through 25. It says this, one man gives freely. He shows two different people. And you would think, well, he would have less, right? Because he gives more freely. But the Bible says one man gives freely, yet what happens? He gains even more. Another one, though, he withholds unjustly. He could give, but he doesn't. He holds what he could give. He withholds it unduly, but instead of having more, which is what logic says. Instead, the Bible says that he or she comes to poverty by withholding from the Lord. One man gives freely and gains more. Another withholds and loses. Verse 25 tells us what kind of person will prosper. Scripture says, what kind of man will prosper? A generous man will prosper, and he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Do you know as you and I are giving out and we are refreshing others, God says that's the perfect way for God to refresh you as well. Amen? That you're giving out. So the key to living a beyond blessed life is always a generous heart in everything that you do. 
And so a couple scriptures here today, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 and following, it says, remember this, he says, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap what? Generously. Any farmer knows this. If you put a few seeds in the ground, you can expect a small harvest. If you put a lot of seeds in the ground, you can expect a larger harvest. Because he says this, if you sow sparingly, that's how you reap. But if you sow generously, that's how you'll reap as well. And he goes on to say, each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly, not under compulsion, for God loves what kind of giver? He loves a cheerful giver. And many of you know what that word is. It is the word hilarious. God loves a person that hilariously gives in all of their life. Hilariously. I think, I love in the Old Testament this. They would actually have feast, entire parties around giving offerings. Did you know that? that they celebrated the fact as they were giving, they actually had these parties. I think we should party like that. Amen? How many of you are with me today? Are you alive today? Yeah? That we should have giving parties? Yeah. And so I get this as we come and we talk about this issue of money because people go in one direction or another. Like, oh, I'm shutting that guy out right from the beginning. I don't want to hear about it. But listen, I really believe if you'll lean into this message today, God has a word for you and for me that he wants us to live a beyond blessed life more than ever before. Many of you have already caught this and you are living it as well. He wants us to live it. Verse eight, here's the blessed life. You wanna see it? When you are generous on the other side of generosity, here are the blessings that are promised to you. And God will make all grace abound to you so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. All things, all times, that all you need, and you will abound in every good work. Verse 11 says, you will be made rich in every way. Notice, he's not just talking about money or finances. If you limit the blessing of God to finances, you are underestimating the blessings of God on your life. Can I hear an amen? It's not just limited to your money in your pocketbook and for the things that you work very hard for every single day. You will be made rich in every way. That's his promise. What is every way? Well, certainly you could be blessed financially and materially. God is a generous God. We know that, but even more so, you could be blessed with relational riches as well, with amazing, deep, and growing marriage, with friendships that last for years and years and years. You could be blessed physically as well. This does not just stop at finances. And so you understand, he says, you will be made rich in every way, and my grace will abound to you as you have a heart of generosity, and as you step into that. He says, I want you to know this. I want you to understand that. I want you to picture this today. Imagine that you become so generous, you become so consumed with really being more blessed that you're going to give more and be more blessed. Imagine that. And that through that, people see that and give the Lord glory because of the generosity that you have from your life and everything that you do. That would be amazing, right? 
because that really is the purpose of God, that God would get the glory from our lives. And let me tell you something. I am so thankful that we have a church filled with generous people. And I'm going to tell you that. I, I'm, going to, I'm going to thank you. This last year hasn't been easy on anybody in whatever sector you're in, whether you're in the secular world, whether you're in the Christian world, as things have gone down and really our, the globe has shrunk for sure in the area of globalization, the, the really things shrank this last year in, in many different ways. But I'm so thankful that the tithe and offering through our, our Stephen City campus and, and our Clearbrook campus really remained the same and really was able to be a blessing rather than dip and go down. And I just want to thank the Lord for your heart of generosity in doing that. Amen? Thank you for that. Thank you for trusting God more than what you see in the world and on Wall Street. That's what I want to tell you. Amen? That, that, that's really the truth of the matter. Because a lot of people look at the world, and that's all they take a look at. But as believers, we're called to take a look at something that is unshakable, and it is the Word of God, and that we have an anchor inside of Him. And I want to just encourage those of you today that have never participated in the giving of your life. I hope you get this today. Because I know when you start talking about money, people shut me off, or shut any speaker off because they don't want to hear about it, or that the church is just after more money. This is biblical teaching today that I hope you get and you understand and you get a hold of this in your heart and your mind because it will change your life. It will literally change your life because it's changed our lives, that's for sure. And so he tells us this. He says, listen, Matthew 6, 21, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Many people get this mixed up and they don't say it like that. That's the word. They get it mixed up. In other words, your heart follows your treasure. Did you know that? Wherever your treasure is, your heart follows that. That's where you go. Where you give your time, that's where you go. Where you give your money, that's where you go. Your heart goes after those things. That I just want to encourage you today, if you've never given of your life, given of your finance, given of your time and the talent that God's given to you, listen, let me just tell you something. Many people think, well, if they can just get into the church, their heart will follow. No, if they can just get their heart into giving into that church, their heart will be there. And get behind the vision of us reaching this area for the Lord Jesus Christ and help us plant many more churches throughout this area. How do I know the people that are with me? It's the people that are giving financially and are giving of their life. Their heart is already here. I don't have to ask whether it's here or not. They're here already because they're giving of those things because those things are absolutely precious. And I don't know about you that we are thankful for the generosity of what God's giving, but hey, I want to have parties of generosity in the years to come through Abundant Life Church, believing for our property for the Clearbrook campus. Doors will be open. Things will come about there that we have never seen before that will open new doorways up for other campuses and, and multi-sites in the future, believing God for, for greater things. So that's what I'm telling you. That's the vision. That's the heart. That's where we're going. And it takes people of us coming and serving and giving. With that being said, here's a question I, I want you to think about. Knowing it's more blessed to give than to receive, why are not more people more generous? Another way of saying this, why are not people more blessed? The answer is because too many people have what I would call the bag mindset. That in their life, they have a bag mindset. 
And I'm going to show you this in Scripture, and I want to talk about this for just a few moments. But I want to, that's going to lead us into three different giving mindsets that I want to break down for you today inside of Scripture. Three different giving mindsets that Scripture says. The first one, if you're taking notes, is the bag mindset. Can you say bag mindset? Yeah, it's the bag mindset. And we're going to see this in Scripture. You know, it's those people that we see, well, I don't have enough. I can't be generous with what I have. I don't have enough of my time anyways. I don't have enough of my finances anyways. And I simply just do not have enough to be generous. And, and maybe you can relate to this scripture in Haggai 1.6, which says this, and some of you may feel this. The Bible says, you eat, but you do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourself, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put it in a bag with holes. That we understand this and we, we see this in our lives many times, right? You, you've got a little bag and you fill it up every month. You and I fill it up every month with our, with our income. And every month, what it seems like there's a hole at the bottom of our bag, doesn't it? Like things just keep falling out of it, right? And we're trying to fill it up and we're working hard and it keeps falling out. We try and we don't have much left over. Why? Because there's a lot of holes. What, whatever comes in just seems to go out very quickly. You get upset and about it too. You get frustrated, that's for sure. And so, I mean, we're, we're, we're on this financial boom and then what happens? The, the car breaks down, Right? And then, and, and then, then the furnace breaks, and, and and the air conditioner stops working, and and all of those things, and all these things keep coming out. We have a bag, and and uh, there's a hole in it. Every time we try to get ahead, and, and, and you feel like uh, you're living with, with with a bag with holes in it in your life. And as much as you'd like to be generous, you don't feel like you can because everything that goes into the bag seems to come out immediately. There's not enough. I wish I could be more generous, and I just 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 can't do that. Think, think of it like this. If you're only gener generous, but you're not a good steward, it would actually be against God's nature to bless you. Do you know that? That's not my words. That's scripture. That's the word of the Lord. That, that, yeah, you could be, you could be a, a generous person, but you're not a good steward with your finances. That, that is a very biblical approach, and you understand that because you're, you're not stewarding his, his resources well to your life. In the same way, if you're a good steward but not generous, there's a word for that. That's called tight, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Why would God bless you, right? Because his purpose is to get the resources to the church so that the church can disperse those to the missionaries and to those that are poor and to those that are needy in the area. He's looking for someone to funnel his resources. Every time you look at scripture, God is looking for people to funnel his resources to get it to people that are desperately in need of God's blessing. If you're with me, say amen today. What's interesting is when you look at scripture, there's a guy in the New Testament that had a mindset of having a bag. In that, his name was Judas. You remember him? He's the guy that carried the money bag. And if there was any guy who was really getting stuff, that was really into the bag, what he could buy, it was Judas. 
But even so, you understand when an immoral woman was so moved by Jesus that she broke open a bottle of perfume that was valued at about a year's worth of wages just to worship Jesus, Judas screamed at her and said, no, don't give that. He was so consumed with with what it was inside of his bag, and it wasn't his bag in the first place, and so what did he do? He betrayed Jesus because of what he wanted out of the whole deal. Many people don't give today, and Scripture says the tithe belongs to God. What's the tithe? That's returning the 10% of our income to the Lord. That many people get more concerned what's what in the bag of their life, that they don't think they can be generous. They got all these other things rather than obeying and honoring God. God, I would love to give, but there's a hole in my bag. And, you know, we've got to buy this. And, you know, the Christmas gifts are coming. And I've got to buy this for a birthday party. Things are tight. The economy's tight. I'm worried about my job. I would love to give, but I don't feel like we can. We've got college bills coming up. The kids, you know, we need to have, give them an income, you know, a future there. And so many people have a bag mindset. That's the first one. Many people live with that type of mindset in their life. The second one, if you're taking notes, is really more exciting than that because you're like, that was a real downer. Okay, so so it gets better. Are you ready to go a little deeper today? Are you church? I just want to ask your permission on that. Everyone say basket mindset. This is the person who believes that God is an abundant God and we can trust him. Can I hear an amen? We've got... We've got God that is more than enough because God is an abundant God and we can give freely. We don't have a bag mindset. What happens is we have a basket mindset in our life. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 4 through 6, an incredible chapter that shows the blessing of God. I want to show you verse 4. The fruit of your womb will be blessed, right? Children, and the crops of your land and the young of your livestock, verse 5, your basket in your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and you will be blessed when you go out. Your basket will be blessed. Jesus, in the New Testament, he gave a very interesting teaching about the basket one time in Luke chapter 6. And he says, give and it will be given to you right? Give and it'll be given to you, right? One man gives freely, yet gains even more. Give, it'll be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and what? Running over, it will be given to you. What was he doing? He was really talking about the basket. When Jesus was teaching, he was talking to a group that certainly understood what the farmers or the landowners would do when they harvested the grain out of the field, And once they had a lot of grain, there would be two kinds of people that would fill the baskets in biblical days. There were the day laborers, those who would work for money, and they would fill their basket, and they would not fill the basket really high. They they wouldn't even press it down because they didn't want to carry it all the way across the field. So they might fill the basket three quarters of the way full and carry it across because they didn't want to work too hard. But there was another type of of worker that was the beneficiary of the master's benevolence. And these were the poor people who didn't have much. And the master would would be so generous that the landowner would say at the end of the day, you're welcome to come, you're welcome to come, and you're welcome to come and bring your basket. 
And you're welcome now to go through the field that these workers already went through, and you can fill it up with whatever is left over. With whatever is left over. You can fill it up. So these people, they come... Well, I've got my phone going off here again. Sorry about that. So these people were, were hungry, and they would come, and they would fill their baskets up. And what do you think, and how do you think that they would do it? With good measure, press down, shake that baby up to get all the air out, right? Because I want to get as much as I can inside of the basket, right? Press down, shaken together, and running over. Because the same measure that you give will be returned to you. That is what he's talking about. We can look at the scripture verse and think, well, I mean, no, this was talking to people that understood fields, the landowner, the agriculture of that day. Press down, shaken together, and running over is the kind of life that God has called every believer to step into. Not just, you're not, we call, not called to live in the bag mindset, but to live in the basket mindset inside of their lives. This is his teaching to us today. That, that the generosity that the landowner had, he gave opportunity for those that were poor and those that were in need so that they could carry it home and share it with other people around that. And it would run over, I hope you get this today, that it's not just for us, but that what's in the basket would run over and bless other people beyond ourselves. That it is for other people that God has blessed you and me so that we can give to other people and not just for our keeping. Amen, church? That we realize that God has blessed us and been generous to us. I love, as you look in scripture, that we understand that this is the kind of God that we really serve. That there is a God of abundance. That, that when we are faithful with a little, that we understand that he's going to entrust us with more. That it will overflow in our lives. I love in the New Testament, there was a little boy one day who was listening to Jesus teach along with 10 or 15,000 other people. And Jesus, on that particular day, got on a roll. His sermon went a little long, and everybody got hungry. And so they're looking around, does anybody have food? And there was, we understand through Scripture, this, this little boy who had a lunch basket full of five loaves, two fishes, and they were like, does anybody have any food? Now you think about it. If the little boy had this, this mindset, what do you think he would have done? Well, I don't have any food. What are you talking about? Because this is mine. I've got my happy meal. Don't mess with my happy meal. You with me? That's a lot of people. Don't mess with my happy meal. This is my happy meal. And it's for me because only what's inside of here anyways is only going to feed me, right? That wasn't this little boy's mindset that day. And you see, here you had instead, this little boy had a basket mindset, which is God is a good God, and if God has need of this, then I'm just going to go ahead and give it to him now. See, there's mindsets that happen in our lives. We're brought up certain ways. But I'm, gonna, I'm bringing scripture to you today to have you understand what scripture says and the mindset we're called to have scripturally as we come and we're to give of our whole life to him. So you understand, we see the miracle of the breaking of the bread in that day and the multiplication. And let me tell you something. 
It's my job to give. It's God's job to multiply. I see many people trying to multiply what only God can do. It's our job to give. It's Jesus' job to multiply what we give to him. Here's the key when it's all said and done, and you can read this for yourself. When the disciples went out and they gathered leftovers, how many baskets were left over? Twelve, right. There were leftovers to be beyond blessed, to give. So we understand with one withholds unduly, he comes to poverty. But if you give freely, you will receive even more. You want to be more blessed? It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And here's what I pray for every single one of you. I pray that God would stretch your faith out of the bag mindset today and into the basket mindset. Where you wake up and you go, you know, we really have more than what we need. And we really do. We have way more than what we need. That's so true. Then because of that, we have this heart of generosity, and, uh, and we're not going to think, hey, it's just for me only. It's my happy meal, but it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. So not only do you tithe to your church, you're returning 10%, but you give offerings whenever you can, because that's biblical. And so you're saying, hey, man, God has blessed me, so when I see a need, I can jump in, and I can give that, and I can live a beyond blessed life. See, when, when you see someone wanting to go on a mission trip, you don't even have to pray about it because you've got more than you need, and you just want to bless and help them a little bit along the way. I just had somebody the other week come up to me and say, hey, Pastor John, when is the money's due for, the kids, for kids camp coming up? I said, it's coming. It's going to be really soon. Their, their, their money's. And he says, listen, I want to sp- sponsor four children this summer and to be able just to bless four kids that can't go to kids camp because kids camp made such an incredible difference on my life when I was a child. And I want to be a blessing to those. Amen. See, that, that's, that's living a beyond blessed life, right? Oh, I could spend that money on other things, yeah, but, but I'm going to choose to be a blessing to someone else, someone else who's in need. You can reach out. You can bless them because you're more blessed. Your basket is overflowing. You're experiencing the abundant blessing of God, and you don't have a bag mindset, but you have a basket mindset. Number three is what I call the barn mindset. Can you say barn Now, this is the one that God ultimately wants to take us to. This is the one who knows that God is infinitely more than enough. Amen? Deuteronomy 28.8, the Lord will send a blessing on your barns and everything you put your hand to. Imagine this. Imagine you are faithful for what's in the bag, then what is in the basket, And then one day, God gives you barns that are overflowing. God gives you barns that are absolutely overflowing with the blessings that he has given to you. Joseph experienced this in the Old Testament. When he was faithful, God elevated him, where? From the pit. He was faithful in prison, and God put him in the palace one day. And as he was faithful, there was a great famine that came. He says, you know what? I've got barns that are overflowing. And he he was able to feed everyone in Egypt because his barns were absolutely bursting. When you and I are obedient in that similar way, guess what God will do? God will use you to bless many because your barns will be overflowing. Here's the deal. God wants to know how much can he bless you with. 
And are you going to be a bad person, a person who never has enough or thinks they never have enough? Are you going to be a basket? You're going to actually be a funnel for the blessings of God that come through your life, through my life as well, that we're going to choose to be a blessing and we're going to let it overflow into others? Or, or will you allow God to stretch your faith that you're going to say, you know, this stuff isn't all for me and I'm going to give it generously? And you're going to have a barn mindset. God wants us to have that type of mindset. Luke chapter 16 and verse 10. Whoever can be trusted with very little, right? Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with very much. So if you're doing, even when you have just a little in your life, you're just blessing and yeah, you're paying your bills and you're being a good steward and you're being a resource and you're blessing others. At that moment, at that time, though it may seem like a small amount of money, you're just being obedient to the Lord. But it's whosoever can be trusted with little can also be trusted with very much. That's where God begins to promote you and take you on to other things and for you to be a blessing. But whoever is dishonest with very little will be dishonest with much. So if you're not and you've not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, he said, who will trust you with true riches? Who will trust you with the blessed life? Who will trust you? Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 shows us God is actually watching us and testing us. The Bible says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all of your crops. And so we understand that when we give 10% of what we make, the Bible says your barns will be filled with overflowing. And so what does it come down to? The beauty of the tithe is that it teaches us to trust God. It teaches us that God can do more with the 90% that is blessed than the 100% that is not blessed. Oh, I hope you get this. This isn't my teaching. I'm a messenger today. Some of you can say, I don't like this. Well, that's your choice. But I can tell you something, for Kristen and I, we understand that it works. We've done this. Kristen and I have always tithed. When we first got married, I told Kristen, write the check. You write the check. You do it. Nowadays, you just, you know, give mobile. You just, so easy, right? You do it be a blessing. God's called us to, this is what he said, okay, and then I'm going to do it. There were times, just like you, that there wasn't much money in the bank. Matter of fact, we remind ourselves often in our early days of, uh, of uh, being married that we actually went on Valentine's Day and pulled out Valentine's cards at the Hallmark store. We found them, read it, great, put them back, we're done. We did that. I'm not lying to you. I'm not giving you a story. You're saying, oh, come on. Well, if we had bought the cards, there wasn't going to be much food on the table. You got me? Yeah. Because you understand that scripture, that God says, hey, I, I'm going to take care of you. I'm, I mean, I'm going to bless you. You're stepping into a whole nother dynamic when you step into this. And through that, you know what? It's what we've passed on to our kids. It's what we encourage them to in that they are tithing. Every single one of them are tithing. And critics say, well, well, 
Tithing's not even in the New Testament. And I asked them, asked them back, have you read the New Testament? Because it's in there eight times. And Jesus said, you ought to tithe in Matthew 23, 23. I don't know about you, but that's enough for me. Jesus said it. Right? If his word's not enough for you, how can you move on to the blessed life? You know, we think of it, it teaches us to put our faith in God. You will be blessed. And I can only imagine God saying, I'd like to give you a barn blessing, but many of you think that if I can get more, that it's all for me. It's not all for you because God is saying, I want you to be a blessing to others. That there are other people that are desperately in need of blessing. Desperately. There was a guy in the New Testament, he thought everything was for him. And Jesus told him this parable in Luke 12. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what should I do? I have no place to even store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all of my grain and goods. I'll say to myself, self, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry which is what many people do, that I just need this. I have to have that. That I, God, I just want to be so blessed that I'm going to get my boat so that I can go on the lake on the weekends and forget about God in church. I just stepped on somebody's toes. Are you with me, church? Don't forget about God's and his commands. God said to him, well, you've you've come to build your own life, sir. And so he says this, you fool. God called somebody a fool. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then you will get what you have prepared for yourself. This is how it'll be, scripture says, with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich toward God. See, let let me have you understand this. God was not angry at this man because he was blessed, because God is the one who blesses. God was angry at him because he didn't know how to be blessed. He thought all of the blessings were for himself. This was a guy that had barn blessings with a bad mindset. That's what scripture tells us. This guy, had his barns were bursting. And God wanted him to change the mindset of where he was at to come and come out of this bag mindset and come into a, a barn mindset because God knows that it will revolutionize your life and for the kingdom of God. And I would say there's many people probably that are listening today that have, a, have barns that are bursting, but you have a bag mindset. And I just pray that actually through this message that God has challenged you to come and say, hey, there, there, are, there are resources that I have that I can give. And listen, you can't just stop this message at the dollar sign. It has to go beyond that and you have to understand that it goes to all of your life. To the time that you're giving, to the things that you're investing in, to all that you're serving in. As you come and say, God, I just, I want to have a barn blessing with with a barn mindset 
to be a person that lives beyond blessed. Chris and I have been in other countries where we have literally seen people give out of their poverty that didn't have much. You know, I come back and I reel back from these things and I, and I look at that and it dawned on me, you know why these people are truly, they really are happier and more fulfilled? It's because they are actually often more blessed, not blessed with material things that really don't matter, but they know that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive and they're living the beyond blessed life. So will you step into this new dynamic? That's my challenge and God's challenge to us. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word and for the work of your Holy Spirit that is working on our hearts. That, God, our faith would grow beyond the bag mindset, beyond the basket mindset, even into the barn mindset to increase our heart of generosity in every area. Lord, I believe you've spoken to us today. I believe you've spoken to your people. But may we be even like the poor widow who walks into the temple and gives all that she has. God, give us faith to believe you're a good God. I pray that today. Stretch our faith to be a blessing to others. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to get in touch or would like more resources on how to live a successful Christian life, you can always find us at myabundantlife.com. Have a blessed week.